Functional Oncology Data Advisor. I am Selma Kinesi from I3 Health. We are here today with Ms. Trisha Tremel of the Simmons Cancer Center at the UT Southwestern Medical Center. She will be discussing the screening, detection, and also imaging and radiology issues related to breast cancer. Welcome, Ms. Tremel. Thank you. So have there been any recent advances in the field of breast imaging and radiology? Sure, um, I can discuss that. Um, so it's not very new, but digital breast homosynthesis um, came about several years ago and has become the standard in breast imaging. Uh, it's also referred to as DBT or uh, 3D. And thankfully, um, as of September 1st, 2017, uh, Texas commercial insurance companies have been required um, to cover 3D mammography uh, under a House bill, uh, which was signed into law uh, in June of 2000, um, in 2017, so by Governor Greg Abbott. So um, thankfully, uh, that has been a great advancement, 3D, and uh, getting that uh, bill signed in has also been wonderful in ensuring that patients have access to uh, that technology. So that's one thing. Um, one of the other things that's been really wonderful uh, and is still new and considered uh, an emerging technology is contrast enhanced mammography. And what that is, is it's, it's an alternative um, to breast MRI. Uh, it may increase access to vascular imaging while reducing examination to cost. Uh, we use an iodinated contrast material um, and it enhances the vis visualization of tumor um, neovascularity. Uh, after an injection, imaging is performed um, using mammography and it helps provide a low energy image and, um, and that helps us, it, it enhances lesions um, in the breast. So uh, some of its applications for contrast enhanced mammography um, is maybe uh, use for MRI, um, Maybe a patient can't tolerate MRI, uh, they're claustrophobic, or for whatever reason, maybe they have um, metal or the, there's some reason why they cannot have an MRI. So contrast-enhanced mammography might be a good alternative for that patient. Um, it's also very good for um, evaluating preoperative staging uh, for breast cancer or to evaluate the extent of the disease. So um, that's also a good application. Another good application for contrast-enhanced mammography uh, might be uh, to evaluate patients who are having neoadjuvant chemotherapy. So those are all really great applications for contrast-enhanced mammography. Again, it's still considered investigational, um, so it's not necessarily available to everyone, but it, it is becoming uh, more uh, of an advanced technology that is being used. And I think it's something that uh, will become more available um, as time goes on, just like how digital breast homosynthesis kind of became the standard. How does family history affect the age at which women should begin undergoing breast cancer screening? 
That's a really great question. Um, while the guidelines for breast cancer screening in average risk women are clear and well established, screening in high risk women is not as clear. For women with a BRCA mutation, current guidelines recommend screening um, by, by clinical breast examination and mammography starting at 30. Um, and one can refer to um, the uh, breastsurgeons.org for additional information regarding screening guidelines. What are some of the considerations that must be taken into account regarding breast cancer screening around the time of COVID-19 vaccination? That's a great question. About 10 to 15% of people who have the vaccine do get enlarged lymph nodes under their arms. Breast cancer can also cause swollen lymph nodes under the arms. Mammography should be scheduled four to six weeks after your second vaccine uh, if you're getting the, uh, the vaccine that requires two shots. If, also, if you're getting a booster, you should also wait four to six weeks. If you have a lump in your breast, you should not wait. You should go ahead and get, um, get evaluated immediately. But for screening purposes, if you're just having a screening and you're not having any problems at all, um, then you should wait four to six weeks. How do you foresee the field of breast imaging and radiology evolving in the coming years? Um, things that were once considered experimental or investigational uh, have become the standard. For example, uh, mammography used to be uh, analog and we went digital. Um, that was considered experimental at one time. Um, digital breast homosynthesis was once considered investigational and now it's become the standard. So that's been a, a great uh, uh, stride towards um detecting early breast cancers, especially in women with dense breast tissue. Um, now, contrast-enhanced mammography is in the spotlight. Um, so we're learning all the clinical applications that are valuable for contrast-enhanced mammography. Insurance still considers contrast-enhanced mammography investigational, but we've kind of been through this before with tomosynthesis. So um, we'll see how that plays out. And we're also uh, very excited to see all the ways that contrast-enhanced mammography um, are, are helping us with um, you know, the applications where uh, maybe MRI is not uh, uh, feasible. Um, and also, uh, again, looking at patients with neoadjuvant chemotherapy and then even in screening for high risk women. So we're just very excited about contrast mammography, contrast enhanced mammography, and um, really looking forward to seeing all the things that we're going to be able to do with that technology. Um, you know, uh, we're also involved in a lot of uh, clinical imaging trials. So it's very exciting to see um, what things will come about from those clinical imaging trials. And that's what's really amazing about being part of an academic environment is getting to see those things and the technology that evolves. Um, and um, so we're, we're really excited about that here. Um, ultrasound has also done some amazing advancements in the last uh, even 10 years and things that were once very difficult to see, uh, we're able to see now uh, even uh, lesions less than five millimeters we're able to see now on ultrasound. Uh, 
elastography has become um, very important with ultrasound. Elastography is a tool with ultrasound where we're able to evaluate the stiffness of a lesion. Um, and that's information that's very uh, important for a radiologist and can help a radiologist decide um, whether to biopsy a lesion or maybe whether to watch it or or uh, maybe just give him a little more information on on maybe uh, the benignity of a, of a lesion. Um, malignant lesions tend to be more stiff, where benign lesions tend to be more soft. So elastography has been an amazing tool uh, with ultrasound to help give us that additional information. Whereas before, ultrasound just told us whether something was solid or cystic, and now we know whether something is stiff or soft. So that's been an amazing addition with ultrasound and something that we're also very excited about. I agree. This is all very exciting. Thank you so much, Ms. Tramel. If you wish to see more expert perspectives from our other medical interviewees, please sure to check out our website at oncdata.com. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to check back throughout Breast Cancer Awareness Month for more of this exclusive interview series, all found at oncdata.com. <music>